What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess. Today I have one of my very, very good friends, Marty B. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited. This is the first episode she's ever been on and she's nervous, but she's excited. So we're gonna, we're gonna jump right in. So I've actually had a few people ask me to bring you on because they've seen either your TikTok, they've seen your Facebook, or they've seen you on my Snapchat. So <laughs> I knew eventually I was going to get you on. It was just a matter of when. Right. Um. So with this being the first episode of me introducing you, I do want to jump into like how our friendship got started. And we have a couple of story times. <laughs> And I'm excited. Some physical assault, whatever. Uh, it it was not. I saved your life. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. We'll let everybody decide. <laughs> We're going to take a poll or a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, it's kind of hard to think back to how we met because it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I met you through Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, at a mutual friend's house. Yes. At a, well, it was Jake's brother. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of weird because like you were loud and annoying, (laughs) not really annoying, but you were really obnoxious. And I was just like, dude, like this is too much, you know, I'm definitely over the top. Yes. But it's Louisiana. Yeah. It's the Cajun because like I love loud and obnoxious people but when everybody's just sitting there chilling, like, it's obviously a chill moment, and you were just boss. So I was like, read the fucking room, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I can read now. <laughs> I can read the room now. Read the room, read the room. Yeah. A side eye. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I met you there. We did not talk, like, at all. It was kind of like, hey, this is Marley. Hey, this is Autumn. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, bye. Um, but the first time we actually hung out, I told you I was pregnant. Yep. And it was funny because I found out the day before I told you when we were at our neighbor, like Jake's buddy's house that lives right down the street from you, or he used to. Mm -hmm. And Sonny said that, or our mutual friend Sonny, which was, is now my husband's brother's ex-wife. She said that she was down here, so I came to walk down here, and, you know, I told you that I was pregnant. And that's kind of how our friendship got started from then on. It was like you were taking me to our local burger joint every morning. Every morning. 8 a.m. Yeah. The rest is history, man. Yeah. The rest is history. Um, But I do want to, like, tell our listeners, because it was kind of like fate. You know, like one of our very first conversations, um... We were sitting there talking about, like, kind of how, like, where we were from. Grew up. And, and Yeah, stuff like that. And come to find out, we literally lived in a different state at the same time, mm-hmm. 15 minutes apart from each other. Yes. Like, and had no idea. And had no idea. I was, like, six, and you were... 19. 19. We're, <laughs> we're giving away ages here. I was married, living on my own. You were in first grade. I was actually in kindergarten. You were in kindergarten. Yes. But you worked at Walmart. And that's Mm -hmm. so funny because we've probably seen each other. Oh, for sure. And not even fucking. Didn't even realize it. Hey, in 16 years. We're going to be BFFs. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, that's funny. But, like, yeah, we lived in South Carolina. I lived on the Navy base. You yeah. lived on the Air Force base. The Air base. Force base. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, what, 15 minutes apart from each other? Something like that, yeah. Um, it was in Charleston, right? Yeah. It was definitely not <laughs> far. The Walmart I worked at, I mean, you probably don't remember because you were six. But it was uh, the new one on uh, Rivers Avenue by the new Tanger Outlet Mall that they built. I yeah. say new. That's been like 15 years ago now yeah but eh. a decade yeah that's fun (laughs) we love that Mm -hmm. um but yeah like our friendship kind of took off like like very very quickly yeah I think we just bonded over our love of food yes yes and we were both like you were a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. I was working like part-time so we were just always bored and like hanging Hanging out. out together whether it was napping or just sitting here playing on our phones or Playing with the dog, sleeping, taking a little nap with the dog. Yes. We used to go eat at our local burger joint. Uh, it's called Greg and Jim's. And we used to always go eat. Oh. And uh, we would come back to the house and we would just fucking take a nap. Mm-hmm. And I was like big and pregnant. I was the best. And I time. was just big and fat <laughs> and happy to take a nap after I <laughs> we ate. We love those. We love right. naps. Naps are good. Naps are great. I haven't napped in, I don't think, intentionally napped in years. Oh, girl, I took a nap yesterday, and it was fire. <sighs> I took a two-hour nap. No. It was beautiful. I can't do it. I lay there, and I just can't do it. If I if I'm if I need to take a nap, I can't do it. See, I don't, like, I don't take naps every day, but, like, every once in a blue moon. Right. Like, if we're just, if I've already cleaned my house, and everybody's just chilling, it's, like, a rainy day or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I can definitely take a nap. Right. Oh, we're going to pause real quick. And we're back. Sorry. We happen to have our kids today, so it's been a bit of a, you know, an adjustment. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, where were we even at? We were talking about going to eat at Greg and Jim's uh, while you were pregnant, but... I want to pause and enter a story because you just kind of said, oh, we just skipped right past that. <laughs> um, so, on one of these trips to Greg and Jim's when she's pregnant. Was and, this like one of the first trips? Yeah, it was okay. like, I think it may have been, you say it was the first trip. I think it was definitely first five. Okay. Okay, so we were still freshly new at hanging out. Didn't oh, really know each other. That right, way. just kind of just meeting. And, um, I'm driving. A car down the road at 60 miles an hour and out of nowhere autumn hits me in the face um <laughs> and starts screaming belligerently and i don't know what she's saying because she's screaming and i'm trying to not drive into the ditch and finally she goes there was a spider a spider a tea tiny okay okay but wait wait because you you failed to mention the best part okay it was on your face. It was on my face. Right. But it was so small that she thought it was a speck. No. I thought it was a speck at first, and I did a double take, and I seen legs. Anyway. There is not a clot of dirt that has legs, Marley. <laughs> she hit me in the face driving down the road, but she saved my life. So. I did, because what if that would have been a baby, like, brown or uh, a black widow or something? Okay, you know, baby spiders and baby snakes are more poisonous than regular size right. ones because, like, they can't control their venom. Right. But so his what, mouth was so small, he couldn't have bit me anyway. But I didn't know that at the time. 
So Yeah, we didn't measure his mouth to make sure. Yeah, no, we didn't like it was literally like you ever seen like, I don't know, like a little speck of something like on you or like it literally looked like a cigarette ash. It's usually weedlings. <laughs> weedlings. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's literally what it looked like. And so had I not done the double take though, I wouldn't have even noticed it. And I probably would have died of a bad black widow bite to the face. Yeah. And so, like, you're welcome. Okay. Because you're sounding a little ungrateful right now. <laughs> I saved you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything for you. Yeah, that was, like, day three of knowing you, I think. Yeah, like, but, like, your life was in my hands. Right, right. Our friendship was put to the test at that yes, point. Yes, it was. <laughs> I knew from that day he was a real OG. I'm a writer <laughs> because... I don't fuck with spiders. Like, I run the other direction. The fact that I took that bitch head on, grabbed the bull by the horns, I was like, damned if I'm going to let something happen to my new friend. <laughs> <laughs> While she's driving this car. Hey, we ride together, we die together. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, another one of those trips, we got a flat tire, remember? Yes, I do. And you ended up, they ended up going to the same, like, the person that stopped to help us. Ended up going to the same place as we did, Green mm-hmm. Gems, and you bought their lunch. Yeah, and that was so nice of you. Well, because we had been, I I hadn't never I had never changed a tire at that point before. I kind of knew how to do it, but also I was scared to try it. And we had gotten, we pulled over at County Line Irrigation, like where all of these boys in their daddy's trucks were driving by, and not one of them stopped and helped us. And I was just like, wow, you guys. And then there's two older men that work for the water department stopped and changed the tire for me. And then we ran into them at Greg and Jim. So, yeah, I bought their lunch. And also, like, on a side note of doing, like, manual labor, I have always referred to Marley, to you, as my handy friend. Because anytime I've needed something built... Or something done and like Jake wasn't home to do it or whatever. Like when you put my crib together <laughs> for the baby, mm-hmm. you put my bed together for the you. For me. <laughs> um you changed your, your flat tire when you made that trip to Louisiana. Yeah. And you had a fuck ton of kids. I had we had um four kids with us. Yeah. It was dark on the side of the highway. Didn't your TikTok go like Pretty viral. They made that? um it was it wasn't my TikTok, it was somebody else that made the TikTok, but yeah, it went it got like fifty six thousand views, which yeah. in the very beginning of TikTok was that was like I think her second or third TikTok yeah. and it was fifty six thousand views. Yeah, so she probably jumped up on that. Yeah. That's but awesome. I mean it you know <clears throat> I'd never done it before. I knew how to do it, I just had never done it. Yeah. And it was the roadside of the car, so and it was dark. And everybody, she was using the flashlights on the phone and everybody was calling us trying to find out what was going on. And finally, I was just like, stop calling me so I can do this, please. But yeah, we got it changed and went about our merry little way. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I like to put stuff together. Yeah, well, now you've got a, a crippled wrist. Yeah, I was power drilling and... Power drill got the best of me. Yeah. But it's okay. Power drill one, Marley zero. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I think that is the only time, knock on wood, I have ever hurt myself doing something. Yeah. Like building something or handymaning something. I've never hurt myself other than this time. 
Yeah, that's that's great. I'm just you know, like you said, knock on wood. Like let's just right. Let's just be more careful next time. Right, right, right. You're lucky you didn't break it. Yeah. Um. So kind of like leaning into like our friendship or whatever. Like we have like. I feel like we're polar opposites, mm-hmm. but we're the same person at the same time. Yes. Because, like, we find humor in similar things, mm-hmm. but, like, who we are as people is, like, completely different. Right. Because, like, you know, you're an introvert, mm-hmm. and I feel like I am an extroverted introvert. Like, I feel that you like to stay home mm-hmm. and like, you'll go out occasionally, but you're there and you're like, uh, I kind of want to go home. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that like, when I go out, I love to go out, mm-hmm. but it has to come in like handfuls. Like right. I go out maybe once every couple months Yeah, and I enjoy it. I go home and I'm like, okay, I'm done for a for while. a little bit. You know? Yeah. I used to go out. I was going out a lot more a while about a year ago, maybe. Um, I just, I think I got it out of my system. Yeah. Like I had a good time. It was fun. And you know, like other things have interested me as well, but I guess I'm just in a staying home yeah. phase here lately. Well, see, it's like, you know, like we've had this conversation many times whenever like the first time that I went out with you and another one of our friends, actually me, you, and Des, mm-hmm. the first time we planned to go on an outing together, I was all about it. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And then like two days before my anxiety got to me and I'm like, oh my God, this is my first time going out with these girls. Like, what if, what if they have a vendetta against me and they want to get me to this hotel room and like kill me or something? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, yeah. we laughed about it for a long time, but. Well, before, you know, you did hit me in the face at one time. Okay. We're off that. <laughs> um, but, like, I did everything I could to get out of going. You were like, y'all had a solution for everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've seen a meme on Facebook, and it makes me think of y'all every time. Because it's like, you ever try to get out of something, and every time you do something, like, somebody has a solution to why you're trying to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, something about, like, Jake doesn't want me going. You're like... We can get you a babysitter or something. And it's like, well, like, what about this? And you're like, well, what, we can do this. And it was like, fuck, okay, I'll go. And it was funny because, like, I think the next weekend or maybe the next weekend, Jake came with us. Yes. Because he wanted to see what all of us was about. So yes. I was like, all right, you coming with us, bro. And I drug his little ass out with us, too. And he had so much fun. But, like, I don't know. That's just whenever I go out with somebody for the first time, I'm like, damn, like, what if... Like, what if my mind is telling me I need to stay home because something bad's going to happen? Right. Everybody's like, bro, like, nothing, like, you're fine. YOLO. No, that is, look, I hate when people say that because it's like, no, motherfucker, you live every day. Mm-hmm. You only die once, okay? Now, I believe in reincarnation, so like, yeah, you're going to come back. But like, you know. Right. You live every day. Um. So... We're going to have to take a break real quick. And we are back. Hopefully, that'll be the last break that we take in this episode. But, you know. Kids. Kids. You can't predict them. Um, so, anyways. So, I kind of want to ease into, like, your extracurricular activities. Okay. Because, like, this kind of goes into where we're polar opposites. Okay. Because, you know, I'm a drinker. Right. 
you know, I don't drink all the time, <coughs> um, but that's my choice of, you know, when I have fun. When you relax and how yeah, you have fun. Yeah. That's, that's how I relax. Um, but you, on the other hand, you have your uh, medical cord. Yes. And that is how you relax. That is definitely how I relax. I'm not a big... I drink occasionally, but not not often. I just... I don't like to throw up. So, I don't right. like to drink because... <clears throat> Marley has a problem with that line, mm-hmm. and I cross that line, and then I start drinking too much, and then I throw up, and I don't like to throw up, so that's I just don't drink. So I went to the doctor a couple years ago, and because um, the doctor put me on a bunch of prescriptions, some of them worked for me, some of them didn't. The ones that didn't were supposed to be for my anxiety; they just zonked me out. Mm-hmm. So I asked about my medical marijuana card and got that um, some years ago, like three years ago, I think. And I've been off, um, I mean, I still take like a couple of daily medications, but for the most part, I use marijuana to deal with my anxiety and depression. Right. Now, <clears throat> um, you said you've been on it for three years. I think so. Yeah. So I kind of want to ease in when you first got your card mm-hmm. and because like, I remember when I first met you and you were, you had already gotten your card, mm-hmm. but you were still kind of nervous. Right. Um, I was very new to smoking. Yes. You were I didn't new. smoke in high school. I never, I never smoked in high school. Um, never smoked after high school. The first time I ever smoked was after I got my card. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember when you first got it and we all came over here one time and you would literally have this one, one rolled. Right. And it would last you a week. Yes. You would hit it a couple times and then like you would put it in a jar, in a lock box, mm-hmm. lock the box. You would put it in your laundry room behind like all of your cleaning supplies mm-hmm. and everything. Because even though like it's legal. Right. You know, I still didn't want my kids to find right, it. Right, right. I didn't want, like, I just didn't want anybody. To find, I wasn't ashamed. I just didn't want anybody to find it. And then something happened and be like, oh, I got it from Marley's house. You right, know, and right. then. You went about it this, this right. you know, smart way. Um, but I, one of my favorite stories that you tell, I was not here for this story but I love to hear you tell it. Okay. Because it's just such a Marley story. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's so funny. And I want you to tell the story so everybody can hear it. Because I never get tired of hearing it. I, you probably told me the story like 17 times. And I never get tired okay. of it. So, like, I think it was like this, probably like the second or third time I smoked. And I we rolled a small one. And, um, I was splitting it with another girl that had her card. She had been smoking a little longer than me. And so, like you said, I could roll one and it would last me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were sitting in a friend's shop cause we were having a get together and there was a bunch of kids there and I was like, well, let's go out to the shop and we'll smoke out in the shop. So we were out there and we had smoked, uh, we'd split one. So mm-hmm. it was not a lot. And she said, girl, I have Easter candy in my car. And she ran to the car and got this. I was expecting like a bag of Easter candy. She brought in like a bucket, like packed to the top full of Easter candy and snacks. 
And so we're sitting in there and we're just, I mean, I am inhaling this food. I have the munchies. Yes, it was a grand feast. And I had the munchies so bad and I was just eating everything. And we heard the door on the house open. So I didn't know who it was. And I mean, everybody knew I had my card except the kids. I I just didn't want the kids to know. I didn't want them going to school and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I was in the process of shoving a cookie in my mouth um, when my son walked through the door. And for some reason, instead of taking the cookie out of my mouth, I put it in my cheek. But instead of putting it like flat in between my teeth and my cheek, it was sticking out. I don't know a better way to describe this other than just if I had laid it flat on my tongue and then scooted it to the side. Mm. So my whole cheek was just protruding out to the side. And my son asked me a question. And when I answered it, all of this food just kind of flew out of my mouth. And then he was like, okay. And he went inside. And I looked at the girl that I was with and I said, was I cool? And she was like, no, no, you were not cool at all. <laughs> and so that was the first experience with um, my kid catching me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was a good time. Well, I'm glad because, you know, I feel like, I don't know, man. Hearing that story, it's so funny because, like I said, it's such a morally story. And, like... You know, we have been here, you know, when you partake in in your medication. Right. And it's like, it's like seeing you go from zero to a hundred. Like you could be like this all time, like balls to the wall, anxiety ridden. Like Mm -hmm. you're sitting in a fucking corner or some shit and you know, you, you smoke or whatever. And like, you calm down you're like, okay, like Mm -hmm. I got this or whatever. But like then you just start come like you just start talking and it's like <laughs> if you would write down mm-hmm. some of the shit that you come up with i think i might keep going i think i might have a few things like if you would just write down some of the shit that you come up with like when you are in that mindset mm-hmm. you could be like a fucking millionaire with the inventions <laughs> you come up with like this for instance okay i <laughs> i wish i wish so badly that people could see this like we were visual right now. <coughs> we are in the garage of Marley's house. Now, there is the light above in where it's connected to the thing that raises the garage. Right, the motor. The motor. And M- Marley has taken a phone, uh, an extension cord that used to lay across the floor. It was very big and bulky. People would trip over it all the time. She has wrapped it Mm -hmm. around the motor in a safe way. Okay. It's not going to get messed up or anything. Mm -hmm. And she has it dangling in the middle of the table that we're sitting at with her phone cord plugged into it. Now, no sober person <laughs> would come up with this. And it's, I, I came over one day and it's like, you're like, hey, you want to see my invention? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And like, you show this to me and I'm like, Marley, like, that's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought to do it's that. It's out of the way. Abel can't get to it. Right. Like, the, the kids can ride the bikes around the garage yeah. now. Nobody. I won't trip over it anymore. 
It's like a win-win situation. It really is. But it's the fact that, like, you came up with that, like, after you smoked. And it's like, damn, like, that was a really good idea. Right. But, yeah, so, you know, it's just one of the many great ideas that you've had. Hmm. But it also, like I said, referring back to, you know, our personalities, like, we're the same person, but we're also opposite as well because, like, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's not my thing. I don't like it. You know, I tried it in high school a couple times. It just wasn't wasn't what I liked. You know, like I said, I'm a drinker. I, I like to drink because I like to get a little buzz and just kind of go on about my night. When I start to lose the buzz, you know, I'll drink a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to get obliterated. Right. Because like you, I don't like to throw up. Yeah. I don't like hangovers. But... You know, I've weed's just never been my thing, right? And for some people, it's not. You know, I uh, I know people that have that have wanted to try and they've tried, and instead of smoking, they tried edibles, and they just got too high. I mean, granted, she probably ate too much, but whatever. You know, um, but it has helped my anxiety like so much to the point now where there's things that I used to freak out about that now I'm just like, okay. Mm. Whatever. And two, I want to also, like, I remember you being on medication before you got your card. Mm-hmm. And it was almost kind of like, like, you weren't zombified, but, like, you you couldn't get shit done around the house. Mm-mm. You know? So, but, like, now seeing you with this new medication, it's like, I like, you go in, you clean the house, you take care of the kids, you get them to school, from school, you know, yeah. you cook dinner, and, like, you can, you're able to function. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't function on the other medicine that I was on. Um, it just, it just, I mean, I would, I'd take medicine and then I'd like, you know, when you're driving and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. It would be like that. I would just be like, whoa, when did I go to the ball fields? Mm-hmm. You know, and I would have driven there yeah, and have no memory of even leaving the house. And, you know, I don't smoke um, because I get high. I smoke because... I, I don't even really get high anymore. Like, that whole body high, that wears off after a while. You mm-hmm. know, when you smoke infrequently, then you ha- it doesn't go away. But when you smoke as often as I do, it goes away. So, it's more, you know, people are like, oh, you only smoke because you get high. No, I don't get high anymore. I just don't freak out over the pin being in the wrong it, place. Yeah, it keeps your mind relaxed, you know. Like, right. the the chemicals in your brain do are, what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it keeps them functioning the way that they're supposed to be functioning. You know, I have, <clears throat> I was diagnosed last year with um, moderate to severe depression and anxiety. Yes. And now, I was open to medication, mm-hmm. but one of the things that I told them, I was like, you know, I've got kids, so I want to be able to take care of my children. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be a zombie. I do not want to miss out on things. You know, I want to be able to take care of my kids and still function, but, right, but be feel healthy. Better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to feel better. And so they put me on Wellbutrin and Lamotrigin, um, which they put me on Wellbutrin first. And it worked as far as, like, the anxiety and everything goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't getting overstimulated as much, but my anger was still, like, astronomical. Like, mm-hmm. I would get mad, but I would fester. Yeah. And it would be something as simple as, like, if my husband didn't take out the trash, mm-hmm. like, and he's been home all day, I would go unfucking hinged. Yeah. Like, you've been home all day, what the fuck? I would just lose my shit. Yeah. So, I got on Lamotrogen, and 
I was very calm and relaxed. And I would come home like, hey, like, can you take the trash out? Right. And he'd get up and take it out. You know, but in the man's mind, it's like, they don't think like, hey, I need to do this. Because right. they're just, they're men. Right. No offense to men, but that's just how they think. So, but I was a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know some people that they've tried all kinds of medications like that. Never work. They get on their medical marijuana card and mm-hmm. it's like, it's great. It's just, I don't like the feeling of being high. So, yeah. medical marijuana for me, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, know? yeah. And some people, you know, smoking or using any way makes them more anxious and paranoid than before. Mm. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't suggest that for them, but I do, I mean, I'm both a, I say, you know, plants are better than pills, but there's some things that you just have to take medicine for, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I still take a daily, you know, two daily medicines plus my medical marijuana when I need it, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is a lot, but that's fine. Uh, it's just, you know, people are like, oh, it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. And somebody told me the other day, and this is the best way that I can, it makes so much sense this way. When you're buying weed off the street and you're going to somebody to buy that weed from, they're probably not just selling weed. Most likely they're not just selling weed. Right. They're going to be selling pills or, you know, meth or something else. You go, you go to your guy and you're like, hey, I need some weed. And he's like, oh, I don't have any. And you're like, oh, well, shit. And he's like, but I got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when it becomes a gateway. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not going to smoke weed and then be like, oh, God, let me you're try. Not, you're not going to go to a dispensary and be like, hey, I need this. Or like, well, I'm out of weed, but here's some meth. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's a dispensary, you know, it's, it's all labeled and it's all tested and it's all, you know, I mean, this one right here, it tells you. This one was tested in December. Um, it's 15% THC, so you know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just smoking whatever you get off the street, which can be, it now is scary. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, um, I've, there's been a lot of stories going on of, you know, people just buying weed, people that haven't done a single drug a day in their life. They buy weed and it was laced with fentanyl and they're mm-hmm. dead. Yep. You know, I had a <clears throat> I had a friend that I went to school with who bought something and it was laced with fentanyl and he died. Yeah. You know, it it was my classmate. And so and you're hearing about that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's scary. everywhere too. It's so scary. And it's like, you know, People that, even people that just smoke weed, they don't do any type of drug or anything like that. Like, they can't even safely Mm-mm. go about it anymore because it's like, you don't know if it's laced or not. Right. And that's why I think it's so important that, I mean, yeah, we're a medical state right now, but it needs to be recreational everywhere. And I'm not saying that people aren't still going to buy it off the street because they are, but you're going to have people that... It helps so much, and it'll help them get off of all these pills that they don't need to be on. You know, there's, and I didn't know this either, so I, nobody come at me asking me questions. I'll have to Google it, so you can Google it too. But we have cannabinoid receptors in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, our bodies are made to ingest THC. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we don't have things in our body to be like, oh, this is Xanax. Yay! We have, you know, that's chemicals that... This is 
I don't know. It's just I'm a, I'm super passionate about it being legal because I know how much it's helped me. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing, you know, like there there's people all over the place that they need that help. Mhm. And, you know, nobody wants to sit there and take pills every day. Mhm. And some of those pills make you not able to function. Mm-hmm. You know, people have kids, people have jobs. They need to be able to safely take their medication and still be able to function and do what they need to do. Yeah. And, you know, granted, obviously, you know, people can't sit there. And even if they're smoking their medical marijuana, obviously people don't need to smoke and then go to work and stuff like that. Just because, right. you know, it affects people differently sometimes. It, it does. Or whatever. But use it responsibly. You, Yeah, use it responsibly. You should still be able to go home, though, and take your medication, even, you know, smoking your medication, whatever, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about going to work and getting drug tests and be like, well, here's my card. Right. You know, it's one of those things where just use it responsibly, but if it helps you, it helps you. Mm-hmm. Go about it the legal way. Right. The responsible way, but give people the option to get that help if they need it. Mm-hmm. And it also, the stigma behind it needs to be gone because, and I know it's going to, it's, it's going to take a long time and we probably won't see it in our lifetime, but you know, people, it's the whole, it's the whole, you've seen the meme that says mommy wants a joint should be as just as acceptable as mommy needs a glass of wine, Mm -hmm. you know, because I know people that can drink a glass of wine and then they can't do anything, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, can I say how many I've smoked since we started? I, I think you already did. Oh, well, whatever. I didn't say anything. But I'm just saying, you know, if I were to drink a glass of wine to relax, I would be bust. I wouldn't be able to take care of my kids. I wouldn't be able to go, you know, do talk to the neighbors or do whatever I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But I can smoke and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that I can smoke and you know, work a job, but it just, it's so hard to explain that the high is gone. Yeah. You know, and people don't understand that. Well, I mean, you know, I get, I get your point. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. You know, I am the mommy needs glass wine. Yeah. That is me. Yeah. Your mommy needs a joint. Yeah. But I can drink a glass of wine. As a matter of fact, I can drink a bottle of wine. And be fine. And be fine. Yeah. But... Like I said, everybody takes things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know people that they drink one glass of wine and they want to fight everybody in the fucking house. Right. You know, I don't know of anybody that has smoked and they're going off fucking rails, domestic right. violence and shit like no, that. No, it's you Cat know? Williams said it. Sleepy, happy, hungry. That's it. Cat Williams for president. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, that is literally, I think... The worst thing I've ever done after I smoked was, like, eat a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. A whole bag. Like, that's it. That's the worst thing I've done. You know? I mean, I get too drunk and I'm like, woohoo, it's time to, like, party. Yeah. You know? Now, granted, I, my personal opinion, my personal opinion is I treat weed like, I think of when people smoking weed, I think you should treat it like a glass of wine. hmm Or, like, drinking. You know, don't smoke and drive. hmm Don't smoke and then go drive. hmm Don't, you know, if you wouldn't, you wouldn't take your liquor to work. Right. Don't take your weed, weed to work. You know, but if you're sitting at home 
and all your chores are done, your kids are taken care of, yeah. kids are in bed, whatever. If you need to smoke your medicine, smoke your medicine. Right. And the the thing that I'm confused about, and maybe maybe I need to ask somebody because it would be it's good to know. So, okay, so let's say that I get up in the morning and I smoke a blunt, okay? And then at 8 o'clock, and I go to the grocery store at 10. Well, I'm not high, you know, and that's still going to be in my system for 24 hours. Right. So, if I get pulled over and they're like, are you high? Uh, clearly, I'm going to be like, no, because I haven't smoked in two hours. But if they test me, it's still going to be in my system. If I go 14 hours without smoking and I get into a wreck or something or they pull me over and they say, are you high? And I say no. And they test me. It's still in my system. Right. So how do they? I don't know. I think that would be like something that, you know, because I I know that like if you drink, you know, the legal limit is like point zero eight mm-hmm. or something like that. I feel like if you, I know that there's rules to it. Yeah. You know, you got the breathalyzer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if you were to get pulled over, you know, and they give you the test, like walk a straight line, mm-hmm. you know, touch your nose, da, 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 all that bullshit, you know, and you pass, I think you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not the law. I don't know right. how that works. I just But that's my question. Like, do they do the same sobriety tests for alcohol and marijuana? I don't know. That I think that would be a good question to ask though. And that's another thing that like the only negative thing I have to say about getting my card is when I nobody told me any rules. Nobody told me any laws. I was told that I can get X amount of ounces every X amount of days, and that was the only thing I was told. So, I don't even know, like, the rules when it comes to, like, traveling with it. Because, as far as I know, I'm good in the state of Arkansas, anywhere in the state of Arkansas. But, what about when I go to Memphis? You know what I mean? My anxiety shoots through the roof in Memphis. Well, clearly, I can't smoke in Memphis, but if I bring it with me because I'm going to a friend's house for the, I don't know, what do I do? I think that that would be something that you need to ask an officer about mm-hmm. or, like, contact, you know, somebody that would be over the right. walls or something. Like, you know, or you could really, like, if you're going into Tennessee, you could contact an officer in Tennessee or something. And just ask them. Yeah, because I know, like, every state's different. Yeah. But, like, I think that you make good points. You know, for sure, I feel like you should definitely ask about that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, get some clarity. people's, People's conditions don't stop at state lines. Right. You know, and, like, if I was prescribed Xanax, I could take my Xanax in Tennessee. Mm. So, that's that's just one of the, the legal questions that I have is, like, I know I can't, there's nowhere to buy weed in Tennessee. So, like, I couldn't go to a dispensary in Tennessee. But if I'm going to be in Tennessee for a couple of days, or any state that's, you know, not, I mean, Missouri is legal now, so. You know, and that's, I kind of want to veer off for a second. Sorry, I'm, like, totally going on a no, tangent. No, you're, you're fine, you're fine. Um, you just made me think about state laws are different. Did you know that in the state of South Carolina, it is illegal to get tattoos above your neck? 
like from like shoulder and above, you cannot get a legal tattoo in the state of South Carolina above your shoulders. I did not know that. I, my aunt is a tattoo artist and we, I'd shown her my neck tattoo that I got back in December and we were sitting there talking about it or whatever and she was telling me how she wanted her neck done and I was like, damn. And she was telling me about it and I was like, what the fuck? So like you would have to like go to like the nearest state to get it done and then go back into South Carolina and she was like, yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. So, I think when I lived there, like I said, I moved there when I was 19. So, this was like 72 years ago. Um, I, there were some weird rules about tattoos. Like, I don't think maybe you could get them in South Carolina for a while. So, I don't know about that. But I do, in, in the direction that you're going, you cannot get a piercing in a tattoo parlor. Like, you know how here, like, if mm-hmm. you go to Jonesboro, like, you can go in there and get a tattoo, and then, like, you'd be like, hey, can I get a piercing while I'm here? Mm-hmm. Like, so, in South Carolina, when I went and got my tongue pierced, um, I went to this shop, and it was a very large building, mm-hmm. but, like, it was, like, it had two doors on it. It was, like, it looked like a, um, kind of, like, you know, apartment complexes, like, it's one big building. Right. But it's, like, <clears throat> all these doors. So, that's how it was. And I walked in, and I'm like, so what else is in here? And he was like, well, next door is the tattoo shop. It was separated by a door. and It was connected, but it was, like, separate. Like, you could not go into the tattoo shop. And and then go go to the piercing place. You had to go outside and go into the next door. And I'm like, why is that? And they're like, well, state laws. You can't have a piercing set up in a tattoo parlor or vice versa. And it's weird because it's, like, in other states, like Arkansas, Mm -hmm. I can go get a tattoo and a piercing in the same fucking room. At the same time if you want to. Yeah. yeah. Like, whenever you went with me to get my tongue pierced the second time. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting there doing a tattoo, like, right beside Right us. next to it, yeah. Now, they had them blocked off, like, little cubicles. Yeah. But, like, it was still in the same room. Yeah. You know? The last time I got a piercing, they didn't really give me any instructions afterwards. They were just like, use mouthwash. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Cool. All right, that's fine. Um, but also, the piercing costs, like, between different places. I tried to go to one, I called one place, and they were like, well, it's $60 a piercing. And I was like, okay. And then the other place, it was like, it's 35 Yeah. Same, it's in the mall, Wolf Chase in the mall. Um, I can't remember the name of the two places. Yeah. But the piercing I wanted um, is the double tongue. And... The first place was like, yes, we do that piercing, but we do it two piercings. So, it would be two vertical tongue piercings next to each other. Um, Mine is a horizontal through the top. So, they wanted to charge me a hundred and something dollars to not to get what I didn't want versus 35 at the other place to get what I wanted, which was just through the top. Right. So... That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, the prices of that shit is so insane. Like, you know, I get it if you're trying to do some, like, fucking, like, difficult-ass piercing. Right. Like, where they gotta, like, you know, in your, like, the date ring. Like, yeah, they gotta fucking, get in like, there pinch and... and, like, work their way in there. I get it for that. But, like, my, um, my tongue was 50. And it's like... Yeah. 
bro, you're not paying $50 for a needle and a fucking bar. Right. Okay? Like, it's not. Like, I just not don't understand, serious. like, why one place would be 50 and another place would be 35 and another. Do y'all just get together? And, and they talk about labor. Like, we're charging you for labor, too. D- what? Now, tattoos, totally get it, because they're sitting right. there for a long time. But it's like, bloop, and mm-hmm. you're done. That's not labor. No, I think unless it's, you know, all piercings should be like a, a general 40 bucks, you know. Yeah. Unless you're doing something One difficult. per, like a certain amount per needle. Yeah. Like, say, fucking $20 per needle. Yeah. I get that. Or an extra $10 if you want this, like, super pretty little bar or whatever right. going in. But, like, $50? Right. My industrial was 65 I think I paid 50 for my nipples. Girl, I paid 75 for mine. I was so pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, I got, I got mine done in kind of a shady place. Now, my my dermals, mm-hmm. those were pretty expensive. They were, like, 80 but because they're using like different shit mm-hmm. and it's like they got to be very careful and stuff like that. So I yeah. get it being a little bit more expensive, but like a little bar going through skin, like, and you're done. Right. Like, I blinked and you were done. Yeah. And if I wasn't so like scared of like doing it myself, I'd just do it myself. Oh, yeah. I want to repierce my nose so fucking bad, but I'm so scared. I, I would do it for you, but I don't think I could do it. Have you seen the fucking videos of, like, girls or people going in and getting their nose pierced? And, like, they shove the needle down, but, like, it enters into, like, yes. the septum area. Yes. And it's, like, you Oops. just fucked that up. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no. I know somebody that pierced their own nipples. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I mean, I got my nipples pierced, but I could not have done them myself. No, I, I would pass the fuck out. I yeah. out. I took somebody with me when I got my nipples pierced. I'll never forget, like, she, because I was like, can she come in with me? And they were like, yeah. And it was so not private at all. Like, the guy's wife was there, and the kid was in the back room. Like, the kid didn't come out, but the kid was there. And my friend was there, and, like, it's all one open room and everything. So, they just pulled this, like, medical shade out. And I'm like, I should probably not be getting my titties pierced here. Yeah, no. But we, no. it was already too late at that point, and I did it. And um, the girl that I brought with me, uh, actually, it was Ashley Ramsey from that you guys had on. Oh, yeah. I love her. Uh, she came with me, and uh, her face was priceless when they did it. She, Her jaw hit the ground. I think she turned white. I think she was going to pass out. And she was just watching. She was like, girl. I was like, I did it, man. I fucking did it. Dude, we love Ashley. She, Her facial expressions in general. Like, mm-hmm. she could just be sitting there having, like, a random conversation. And, like, you're laughing your ass yes, off because the, her look on her the face. way she looks at you. And it's like on the last episode that we had her on, you know, when Cam was sitting there talking. And, you know, he was kind of getting in depth and really getting in his feelings about some things. And she's just looking at him like, are you fucking done? And it was so funny. Yeah. We love Ashley so much. We've had people ask, like, if she was coming back on. And she'll be on at some point. We just don't really know when. But people... Life, man. Yeah, life gets in the way. But, like, people loved her. She was super funny. I love Ashley. She's a great person. But, yeah, so... Anyways... Now, I'm all I can think about now is getting a tattoo. 
I want a tattoo so bad. Someone, it's calling. Someone owes me a tattoo. I've just got to. It's calling me by my government name. Whole name. Yes. We need we need to get it done. Yeah. There's um, so much shit I want to do. Oh, God. And you know you can get a tattoo gun on Amazon, right? Dude, don't tell me that because I will start practicing tattoos right now. <laughs> like, they're not expensive either. They're really not. The garbage truck's coming by. It's probably going to pick it up. Sorry. Oh, if garbage, you guys, garbage day, guys. Yeah, Sorry. it's garbage day. It's Tuesday. Um, but, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, when I said earlier, like, we just kind of go with it. Yeah. There is so many episodes that I have planned, like, <coughs> down to the fucking end. And it never works out that way. So, like, I just don't even plan shit. Like, I plan the beginning and, like, however it takes us is how it takes us. Yeah. You know? One one thing I do, I do want to tell a story. And I don't know if you guys have told this story. Um, if you have, I'm going to tell it from my point of view. But um, the night you went into labor with Abel. Oh, my God. Okay. So, from my point of view, because, like I said, I don't know if you guys have talked about this or not. We haven't. We okay. Haven't. So, um, Des was here, and we had just laid down to go to bed, and you FaceTimed me. And now, pause real quick. I did, there was an episode where I went into the story mm-hmm. of me, um, we went out of town on vacation, mm-hmm. and I did go in labor when we got to the hotel room, and I think Des was there, and I believe I mentioned calling her, calling okay. y'all. Okay. Um, but from your point of view, I... Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just so then basically to touch up. Yeah. You were out of town. Um, you faced four hours, four hours out of town. And I was already mama burdened because I was like, oh, she's so close to being in, like to having this baby and she's going out of town. I'm so worried. And, you know, um, you and I had just kind of gotten back to being friends again. We had a little divorce, a little divorce for a little bit. But, you know, whatever. Um it's Arkansas. We remarried. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was really kind of worried, and I answered the phone, <coughs> and you were like, "Hey," and I said, "Hey," and I just knew, I just knew, and you said, "I think my water broke," and I said, "Oh no," and you said, "Yeah," and we talked for a minute, and then you held up this towel. You said, "I put a towel between my legs because what if it's pee?" And I was like, okay, well, let me see the towel. And this was through video. And I could see the towel was just this sopping, dripping mess. And I was like, oh, no, honey. Please go to the hospital right now. Oh, man. Oh. And you were like, no, it's just, I was like, no, just, I know you were not. You were just wishing it, you know, because I know you were like, we just got here. Like, literally, I think you guys had been there like 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Y'all weren't there long. We checked into the hotel at like 1130, and my water broke probably 1230 or so, I think, is when I called you. Yeah. I get to the hospital at like 1, 115, something like that. And, and then you were gone for a month. Yeah, and I asked the lady, I was like, so can we stop the labor? And she said, typically, like, we, you know, we can give you something to kind of, like, not really hold you off, but, like, slow it down some. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it just kind of depends on, like, where you're at. And she gives me this, like, it's like a little strip of paper, like one of those small little sticky notes. Mm-hmm. It's what it looked like. And she's like, I'm going to wipe you with this, and, like, it'll show up if it's urine or amniotic fluid. She said it takes about 10 to 15 minutes. She wiped me, set it down, scanned her badge, and I. she just so happened to glance. She was like, oh, baby, you're in labor. 
and they checked me. I was six centimeters dilated. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's wild. It was one of the best worst days ever. Yeah. Because I was thinking we were going to have a baby and go home. But no. No. We were stuck man, in Springfield. You had a little vacay. We were stuck in Springfield for a whole month. Like, literally, Abel was like, oh, you thought she was going on vacation without me? Right. No. I'm about to show you something. Too. About to show you something. But, yeah, that was that was a great day. I love that. That was so... I was just... I'll never forget that as long as I live. There's just some things in history... You won't forget it? I know. There's just some things in history you don't forget. That was one of them. That was... It's up there. And me punching you in the face. And, I will never yeah. live that down. No. It's Mm-mm. okay. You're alive, ain't you? Yeah, I <laughs> didn't did dive a spider bite. But no, did I you didn't. Die? Did not dive a spider bite. Well... I think this was a great, a great introduction to the podcast. Yay. I think you did really good. Thanks. Um, I'm, I'm just glad I finally got you on. I've yeah. been asking for months, like, Marley, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. On. You know, there was life, life and then there was a little drama. A little drama. And then, you know. It but, happens. Yeah. But, hey, I'm so excited that you got to come on. Me too. And I look forward to bringing you back on. Yeah. And for those that have been asking, Ashley and Cam, they will be back on at some point. It's just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. You know, everybody here, we all have kids. So, you know, they're also in baseball. So, they're just getting started back up. Yep. Which you're in baseball too. So. Yeah. You know, it'll be a little bit, but they are coming back on at some point. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a little surprise pop-up. That episode that they came on mm-hmm. was a surprise. We had absolutely no plan of them coming back on. Like, we were literally, me and her were messaging on Facebook. I was telling her, you know, like, we're, we're at Jeremy's. We're about to record and everything. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, we're coming over. And they popped up. And I was like, fuck it. Like, right. join in with us, you know. So, cool. that's those are usually the best episodes. Yeah. Like, today. I had absolutely no plan to podcast today. And I was like, hey, Marley, like, let's, let's do it. Let's podcast. So, but anyways, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And do you want to... I, I give everybody this option. You don't have to. But if you want to, you can shout out your social media handles. If you... Um, I, if you give me two seconds, I can look at my... <laughs> um, my TikTok, because I don't know what it is, because I keep getting banned... And I don't know my thing. Um, it's Elizabeth Smith six three eight seven. That is TikTok. Great. I am. Um, I'm currently on a community guideline guidelines violation, but I should be out in today. So great. Well, y'all go follow Marley Marty B over here, and we will see you guys next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.